We were back in the back there, and uh, Mike Reeder was there, who'd normally be doing Sunday school. And he kind of leaned over to me, and he said, sorry for the late notice. You could see kind of like this guilt on his face. Because this has been like the third week in a row he's, he's not been. And, and so as every smart pastor does, I said, by the way, Mike, I said, uh, we got a Christmas program coming up. And I've got you slated for a main part in that. You think you'd be willing to do that? <laughs> so, yeah, just a little plug. We are going to have a uh, Patch the Pirate Christmas, and uh, looking forward to that. We're going to try to get some of those details together and get that moving. But uh, pray for Brother Mike and Sister Debbie as they're away. I think Brother Mike said he's, he's needing to put up a ramp for his mother-in-law to because uh, she's been having some troubles uh, or at least fell once, maybe, getting in through some steps. Yeah, still recovering from shoulder surgery, and uh, of course, the loss of her husband and the difficulty that is. So be praying for them. Um, last week, we looked at the book of. Oh, good job, man. Came right out with it. All right. Who was the brother of? James. And uh, James is widely accepted as the author of the book of James. And so this morning, <clears throat> got one coming in. Man. We will, we're going to look at the Jameses in the Bible. And uh, if we have time, we're perhaps going to create our own outline on the book of James. Okay, so as you can tell, this is not going to be something uh, ultra detailed. <laughs> Okay, um, but it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if you've noticed in the scriptures, you get stumped by names and it gets confusing. It, it really does. And sometimes you just have to sit down and say, okay, let's let's look at this real close <clears throat> to figure out who's talking about who here. And in the New Testament, the name James refers to three different men who were important in the early church and, and, and leadership of the early church. Now, there's a few others, uh, minor characters named James, mentioned in the New Testament. Um, but the takeaways uh, today is there's three primary Jameses in the New Testament. James, the brother of John. James, the son of Alphaeus. And James, the brother of Jesus. So that's going to be kind of our focus. We're going to end at... Uh, James, uh, the brother of Jesus, actually the half-brother of Jesus would be the most correct way to say that. James, the brother of John, was one of Jesus' twelve disciples, and he was killed by Herod Agrippa around 44 AD, and we're going to see that in the Word of God. James, the son of Alphaeus, was another of the twelve disciples, the apostles. He is often called, not often, but has been named James the Less, James the Less. And then there's James, the brother of Jesus, half-brother of Jesus, uh, brother to Jude. He was a leader of the Jerusalem church and likely the author of the epistle of James. Now, and again, there's, there's other ones. We're, we're not going to go into the minor ones uh, today, but uh, there are some other Jameses mentioned in the Bible. So it's easy to get 
kind of lost, and, and, and it's interesting. You know, God didn't make this a, like a, a simple read. He wants us to dive in and, and uh, look at things closely. Okay, so let's look at James, the brother of John. We're going to look through the scriptures a little bit here and see some of the things we learn about uh, James, the brother of John. The first James is referred to as James, the son of Zebedee. Very good. I'm waking you up and getting you tuned up. And the brother of John. So let's look at Matthew chapter 4. And if uh, whoever gets there, I'm going to have them read some scriptures here about James. James and John were fishermen along with their father Zebedee. And Jesus called them to be his disciples while they were fishing in the Sea of Galilee, as recorded in Matthew 4, 21 through 22. Who has that scripture? Okay. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Okay. All right, in Mark's gospel, James and John were given the nicknames Sons of Thunder uh, by Jesus. Now, it kind of makes us wonder what that thunder was. <laughs> so let's look at Mark chapter 3, verse 17, whoever has that. And James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Branerges, which is the sons of thunder. All right. So along with Peter and John, James was chosen to witness some of the key events in Jesus' ministry that the other disciples did not, demonstrating uh, a trusted position in Jesus' inner circle. So let's, uh, who, who can read, let me give a few verses out here, and that way you can be turning to them. Who will take Mark 1, 29 through 30? John. Okay, who will take Mark 5, 35 through 7? 35 through 37? Tim? Okay, and then uh, Matthew 17, 1 through 2. Andy. And then Mark 14.33. We've got Andy back here. All right. We kind of got this problem, too, in our house. we got the Andy Andes and the Tim Tim Tims. And so uh, we've got to figure out who's who. All right. Okay. Mark 3.17. Oh, we, we already did that. Uh, okay, so Jesus' inner circle. James witnessed Jesus heal Peter's mother-in-law and cast out demons in Mark 1, 29 through 30. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and at Anon they tell him. Okay. All right, so we see he was, he was there when Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. And then uh, Mark 1, uh, let's look at Mark 5, 35 through 37. 
yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And they suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, brother of James. Okay, so we're looking at here where that inner circle and James being part of that. And I think it was Sunday night that we went over that uh, scripture and uh, was looking, looking at that. So let's look at Matthew 17, 1 through 2. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. Okay, so we see here that uh, he was present at the transfiguration. Again, it was Peter, James, and John. Okay, James was close to Jesus during his agony in Gethsemane, Mark 14.33. And he taketh him, Peter, James, and John, and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. Okay, so while James started out as a humble fisherman, he quickly became a confident and leader among the twelve. The biblical record shows that James was often present at the most important moments of Jesus' ministry. James remained a prominent disciple after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Uh, let's look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. James was present with the other apostles in the upper room in Jerusalem as they waited for the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 12, reading through verse 15. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James, and John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. <clears throat> and it says, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, and uh, the number of the names together were about 120 that were there. Now, according to church tradition, James spread the gospel in Spain after Pentecost and then returned to Judea. Back in Judea around 44 AD, James was martyred by King Herod Agrippa, who was seeking to persecute uh, church leaders to please the Jewish authorities. Peter was arrested along with James. James was killed. Peter was later miraculously released by an angel. If you remember, they were all praying for him and uh, praying for something. And then when it comes to him, they don't even recognize that it is Peter at the, at the door. And so let's look at that account in Acts chapter 12, 1 through 17. And if I could have somebody uh, read that. For me. Follow. Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James the brother of John with the sword. 
Because he sought to please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. When Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hand. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so did he, and so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out, and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth into the city, which opened to them of his own accord, and they went out, and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel, and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. As Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And he said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and said, Go, show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Okay, so James, you know, a lot of times we get lost in that, that big story of, of Peter that we forget that James was martyred. He was the first of the original 12 apostles to be martyred. His death is recorded also by the Jewish historian Josephus as well. Now let's look at James, the son of Alphaeus. All right. Okay, I'm going to give some scriptures here. Uh, Somebody have, have some volunteers. Matthew 10.3. Andy. Mark 3.18. John. Luke 6.15. Tim. And Acts 1.13. Andy. All right. Now the second James included among the 12 disciples is referred to as James the son of Alphaeus. Alphaeus. Mark or Matthew 10.3. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, Alphaeus, whose surname was Thaddeus. All right. Mark 3.18. And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon, the Canaanite. Okay. Luke 6.15. Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zelotes. Acts 1.13. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where both 
Lutus and Judas, the brother of James. All right, it's pretty clear that this is not the James who was John's brother. That's the, the point of that there. It's made very, very clear, very distinctly. Okay, let's look at some. Now, James, there's several reasons that have been given what James the Less meant. Um, it's referred to once. I've heard some people say that he was less prominent than James, the son of Zebedee. I, I really don't think so. Um, but it, there's some other thoughts. He was smaller in stature, maybe. Um, or he was younger, either, either one. It really doesn't say why, but uh, uh, it's something that's distinguishing. It's, it's referenced one time in Mark 1540. Is anybody in Mark? John. There were also women looking, uh, looking on afar off, among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James the Less, and, and of Joseph and Salome. All right. There's other uh, gospels that record who was, who was there. And there's a whole other study of the Marys in the Bible. There's plenty of those. Maybe sometime we'll get into some of these other names and try to uh, weed those out of who's who there. Um, according to tradition, James the Less spread the gospel in Egypt and was crucified in Egypt around 61 AD. But those, those thoughts came late and they're, they're unverified, so it's just a, a tradition. Uh, but little is known about this James uh, after the writing of the New Testament. So we don't know a whole lot about this James. But he was prominent. He was an apostle. Another, and then we're going to go to James, the brother of Jude and half-brother of Jesus. The third prominent James in the New Testament is James, the brother of Jesus. This James was not one of the twelve disciples, but he became a leader in, Jer in the Jerusalem church and is traditionally considered the author of the epistle of James. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. We'll be we're going to go ahead and look at uh, his his name throughout uh, the New Testament here. And uh, if I could have somebody look at John chapter seven, one through six, get a volunteer there. Andy. Now, initially during Jesus' ministry, the Bible records that James did not believe in Jesus as the Messiah, along with Jesus' other brothers. We went through the book of John and that was an interesting place that we stopped off at and we took a look and said you know that is really interesting that his brothers his own brothers didn't really believe in him at the time so it it, it was not one of the uh, apostles John 7 1 through 6 after these things Jesus walked in Galilee for he would not walk in Jewry, Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him now the Jews feast of tabernacles was at hand Brethren, therefore, said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. 
but neither did his brethren believe in him. And Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. All right. And then if we could have somebody turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. As you, okay, Brother Follett. And as he's turning there, you know, at some point, James had to have been converted. Because we've seen in verse 5, for neither did his brethren believe in him. Likely, it's due to the post resurrection appearance of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep the memory which I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. Last of all, he was seen also, seen of me also, as of one born out of the new time. Okay, Paul speaking there. And we see that uh, it was James, and it says then all of the apostles. So he's not accounted with the apostles there as well. When the apostle Paul came to Jerusalem, after his conversion, he met with two prominent people, James and Cephas, or Peter as we know him, to confirm the gospel message that he received. This meeting demonstrates the authority of James that was held with the Apostle Peter in the Jerusalem community of believers in Galatians 1, 15 through 19, and I'll read those uh, now. But it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace, Paul speaking here, to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the heathen immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him fifteen days, but other of the apostles saw I none. And it says, Save James, the Lord's brother. Now, you can look at that word save there. You get kind of, you know, like, oh, that was one of the apostles because it's just how we, we think but we've already seen that he was separated from being the apostles but the word save there could be uh, the word only in other words I saw of the apostles I saw none I only saw James the Lord's brother in Acts 15 James presides over and made the final judgment at the council of Jerusalem around 50 A.D. If uh, somebody would look up Acts chapter 15 and I'm going to read verses 1 through 21. Do I have a volunteer for that? Acts 15, 1 through 21. John will read that and I'll get there in just a moment. You know, this was a pivotal council regarding whether Gentile converts to Christianity needed to adhere to Jewish ceremonial law like circumcision. 
James settled the dispute in favor of Paul's gospel of salvation by grace apart from the law. The whole assembly accepted James' binding decision, demonstrating his respected leadership. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small uh, dissemination, uh, dissension and dis, uh, dis, disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem and unto the apostles and the elders about this question. And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phinehas, <clears throat> uh, Samaria, declaring the conversation of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders. And they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them, to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and the elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that should the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the necks of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved, even as, even as they. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered and saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simon hath declared how God at the first did visit them, the Gentiles, to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. Uh, how far up to 18? Yes. After this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down, and I will rebuild again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord in all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doth all these things. Know unto God are all his words, or all his works from the beginning of the world. And I'm going to read the next three verses. Wherefore my sentence is that we trouble not them, which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them, that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. So we see here a focus with James not on uh, the ritualistic things, but he's getting on with teaching them what we need to focus in on is how they need to behave. And you'll see that in the book of James is along those, those lines. It's not so much about doctrine, it's about the behavior of how we should uh, conduct ourselves as Christians.
when Paul traveled to Jerusalem again several years later, he reported to James and the other elders who advised Paul on, on avoiding controversy over rumors about his teaching. This again shows the prominence of James in Jerusalem as the leading elder of the church there. And I'll go ahead and read in Acts 21, if you want to turn there, verses 17 through 25. Acts 21, 17 through 25, and it says, And when we were come to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. And they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. What is it therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that thou art come. Do therefore this that we say to thee, we have four men which have a vow on them. Them take and purify thyself with them, and be at charges with them, that they may shave their heads, and, and all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. As touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fornication. You know, according to Jewish historian Josephus, James was stoned to death around 62 AD by the order of the high priest Annas, who illegally had James executed during an interim between Roman governors of Judea. Thus James met a martyr's death, much like the early apostle James, the brother of John. Now the general epistle of James is traditionally attributed to this James based on his leadership in the Jerusalem church. And he was amazing, a uh, man to stand out and to think of where he started. You know, we talked about in apologetics, you know, part of the proof of the resurrection was all the disciples, the apostles who left Jesus. But after the resurrection, they were fearless and came back. But think about James. He didn't walk with Jesus all of a sudden. He was in unbelief. But you look at the power that came over him as a leader in the church. To summarize, James, the brother of Jesus, stands out as one of the most important leaders in the beginnings of Jewish Christianity based in Jerusalem, despite his lack of belief during Jesus' earthly ministry. The risen Christ appeared to James at some point to convert him. James then took up leadership in the Jerusalem church alongside the apostles and presided over the pivotal council of Jerusalem. The epistle of James provides a valuable window into the wisdom and teachings of this key leader in the early church. Now we talked about there's other minor biblical characters named James, but there's just so little said about that. I don't want to really spend time looking at those uh, this morning. But I really, what I want to do is get into the book of James, and we have some time. And uh, we're going to see if we can maybe... Um, put an outline together 
Um, you know, last week we observed, as we looked at the book of Jude, we did look at the book of Jude in itself, but we were also looking at outlining. Um, it was only one chapter long, the book of Jude. Who remembers what its main theme was? Apostasy, I knew you'd remember that. It had two revelations that's unique in the book of James. That's found nowhere else in the Bible. One of those was the contention of Satan with Michael, the archangel, over the body of who? Of Moses. And then there's also the prophecy of Enoch, seeing the Lord coming with 10,000 of his saints. Only two places. So that's a couple unique things that we can, we can find. See, as we go in and as we begin to outline... Um, it helps us to better grasp a hold of the scriptures and define things. We outline three main alliterated headings. And this is just somebody's uh, outline. And for sake of alliteration, they all start with an O. The first part was the occasion of the epistle. And then number two was the occurrences of the apostasy. And then the occupation of believers in the day of apostasy. And that's pretty much the book of Jude. But we also, last week we talked, there's no special hidden outlines of books in the Bible. Now you're going to find a lot of people that's similar, but outlines can be different from one student to the other. Um, and it's okay to use someone else's outline. And perhaps it's very beneficial to developing your own outline as you study others and how they see things. We kind of iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. The important thing is that the outline resonates with you. You've got to have your own armor on. As David couldn't, couldn't deal with Saul's armor, there was nothing wrong with Saul's armor. It just wasn't his armor. And so as you study the Word of God, you need to have your armor. You need to study it. You need to find things that comes together for you, that resonates with you. It'll help you catalog and organize God's Word in a better and more useful way. We've seen Brother Mike's been doing that in his teaching. Um, and if you notice, and, and not just Mike, but with other pastors, you might see them, they say, you know, I th this is said, and I think it's in, and they're starting to catalog. I think it's in this book, this chapter, know this chapter. So you see, that that's comes from studying and organizing your mind in the scriptures and being able to go and then find some of these, uh, these verses because you, you've got them outlined. Now I want to try a simple outlining of James. Um, and I, and I want to do this in a, just a different kind of way. One way to do this. We're going to read through it. Okay, we're going to read through each chapter. Okay, and I want you, and you will have different answers here, but as we read through these chapters, um, at the end of the chapter, let's see if we can put a heading, a summarization of that chapter. So, I will have, there's only five chapters in James. So, Let's start with chapter 1, and uh, we may only get to chapter 
one. There's a lot of reading here. Um, do I have a volunteer who would want to read the first chapter of James? Any thought? James, servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work of patience. But let patience have your perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with the burning heat, but it withereth the grass. And the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, be like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seemeth, seem to be religious, and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and the father before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the So, as we read through that, <clears throat> is there anything in your mind that sticks out that would make a good, uh, simple heading <laughs> for this first chapter? There's a lot in there. This is the kind of thing that you kind of want to train your mind as you begin an outline. And a lot of it is remember so that you can go back and catalog these things. If you're thinking about a certain subject. Um, anything particularly? What's that? Trials. Might be good. Life of faith. Okay. 
All right, there's no wrong answer per se. Um, you know, I think of diverse temptations, temptations, <laughs> you know, we, we often sometimes are looking at what's those verses on temptation, James 1. Um, but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. So the book of James is well known, and as we've seen in, as he dealt in the early church, <clears throat> it's about everything seems to be the outworking of faith. Um, he's the guy who <clears throat> you have this job you're doing, <laughs> and there's some who are figuring and sitting back at how what's the best way to do this. James is the guy who seems to be like. We need to just jump. This is what we need to be doing, folks. He just seems to have that nature. Let's not concern ourselves with this. Let's concern ourselves. Let's get this job done. Let's, let's work like we should. That seems to be the emphasis in the book of James. Um, let's look at chapter 2. I have a volunteer to read chapter 2. And we'll, we'll just end there. Tim. My brother... Have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect to persons. For if there come into your assembly a man with a gold ring, and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man, and vile ring, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and they say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? They do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, and ye will. But if ye have respect to persons, you commit sin, and are convinced of the law transgressors. Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. But he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, but show no mercy. Mercy rejoiceth against judgment. What did the prophet, my brethren, though a man say he have, hath faith, and have not works? Is faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth the prophet? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by thy works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and trouble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father, justified by works, when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Ye see then 
For by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. All right, so we see here, especially at the end there, <clears throat> it's, it's based on your working, the outworking of your faith and the importance of it. Uh, by no means is James, James knows you're saved. I mean, we've seen earlier, you're saved by grace. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. But, but you see here, his emphasis is that there is works. It's supposed to follow your faith. Um, <clears throat> and then if we was to put like a heading over this, I mean, there's probably a couple divisions here. Anything else that stood out about this chapter? Evidence of faith, okay. Um, there was something early on that seemed to, to be a, yeah, um, your relationship between people. Talk about the rich, the poor, who you are, who we are amongst each other, and, and how we ought to view ourselves and one another there. And then we'll just end with chapter 3, which I'm going to guess you all might have an idea what chapter 3 in James is about. We, That's one of those things that... Uh, We'll just, uh, I'll read the first few verses. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For if many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths and they, that they may obey us, and we turn about the whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be great, be so great, are driven and are driven by fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. I think we could put, uh, if we wanted to put one word up there on James 3, we would say it would be the tongue. tongue. And you can see, so... James, if you get that into the book, if you, if you want to look at the, you know, the outworking and, and how we're supposed to be, uh, James is, is quite the book. And remember, through our study, that he was a great leader of the church. This wasn't just uh, some minor little story over here. This was a great leader in Jerusalem. And so he had a lot to say and a lot to say about how we should be behaving as Christians. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your blessed word this morning. To look at the different Jameses in the Bible to, uh, to see who they are and, and uh, as we looked at the book of James and uh, who we believe to be James, the half-brother of Jesus, the brother of Judas, and, uh, and just what he has to offer in his book. May we be uh, studious. May we study God's word may we take a look and may we divide it out rightly dividing the word of truth and you know sometimes that's in the in the whole concept of dispensations and what God's doing through time but it's also just dividing out things and cataloging them in our minds and just being a better student of the word of God and so I just pray that we would uh, learn to uh, to use this method of outlining to to better our concept of your word, for we ask it in Jesus' name.